Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And I'm Drew Mack. Back again. Whoop, whoop. You are, other than Nate, the most heard voice on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm coming for all them listens. Trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to beat out Sasha. Get, you know, page views. Trying to take Nate's spot. I could take Nate's spot. <laughs> He's coming for you, Nate. I'm coming for you. Watch yourself. Yeah, Definitely. So you and I have been here, you've been injured here in Lander for a little while. So we've been working on some things and that's led us down this road of talking a lot about endurance. Yeah. And I feel like endurance in climbing is this massively misunderstood thing as of late, which is funny because I think it was fairly well understood years ago. And now that people are applying more and more science to it, it's becoming less and less yeah. understood. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, I always grew up like more is more, but now it seems less is more. Yeah. And it can it's be. I mean, there's there's a time to do less. Yeah. But, but there's also a time to do more, do a lot more and get really, really pumped savagely pumped yeah because it's gonna happen 100 percent. so i've heard several coaches um trainers talk about how the pros don't actually get pumped is that the case you're a pro no you're professional i get pumped all the time yeah oh my god no way yeah i mean Like at any level, you're going to get pumped and it's like maintaining or, you know, learning how to climb through the pump, um, not, not getting pumped. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Nobody would ever fall if they never got pumped. Yeah. And it's, it's not a bad idea to try and learn how to climb harder and harder grades without getting pumped. But if you're pushing your limits, you're going to start getting pumped. Yeah. There's no doubt, unless you're just bouldering or, you know. Yeah, I mean, even if we look at like, I mean, J-Star's one of the the best endurance climbers in the country, for yeah, sure. without a doubt. And just recently he talked about, I don't even know how hard the Rudy did, um, just recently was 15B, is that right? Planta? Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about being tooth and nail for that massively one. pumped, yeah, and fighting through it, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna happen. It's going, yeah. You ha- like you'll get pumped. Yeah, it happens to every sport climber, every single day that you're out there. I imagine, you know. Yeah, yeah. and because you're a Red River climber, and because you're kind of the de facto endurance expert on planet Earth, God, Chuck. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today is just some of your tips and tricks, some of your thoughts around both training endurance and climbing through the pump and 
Yeah. And making friends with endurance, essentially, you know, making friends with the pump because yeah. you're going to have to shake hands now and then if you want to climb hard. Dance with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's start off with this blog you just recently wrote. Huh? You, you wrote about viewing endurance like a stoplight, yep. like a green light, yellow light, red light situation. So yep. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So that was something that I kind of, I don't know, thought of, I've heard of maybe before, I don't know, um, you know, years ago with my own climbing, my own training, and then also working with other people. Um, you know, if you see things, I basically started it with like the idea of redlining. And I just took that, that word, um, that people use and took that color, which is red whatever no, you thought you were clever not That's clever at all <laughs> it just makes sense you know so then you you work with that and like you know i saw being in the green zone as being kind of like you're moving you know you're climbing but you could do that that level for a long time people have scientific words for that <laughs> anaerobic aerobic i don't i don't i know some of those but not very well okay I like we'll talk colors. about those things. A colors bit. are cooler. <laughs> 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 then yellow is like you know you're you're moving, you're feeling it, you know you you're like you know you're it's getting hot. Yeah. And the red, you're getting blasted. You're like, and and I always found that like if you could stay in the yellow, then you can get back to the green. Yeah. On a rest, you know, <clears throat> if you go into red, if you're redlining, and then you get to the biggest drug in the world in the red you may not be able to recover there because you're so far, um, you know, you're so far pumped and you're so far chest beating out of your heart. Everything is just on 10 that it's really hard to calm that down. So a big part for me wasn't just like getting to rest, but it was getting to rest well, efficiently so that I could recover enough to, to then, you know, get back into the green before I went again. Yep. Um, how often, ma- maintain- how often do you actually get back into the green or is it more often that you just get to a lower level of yellow? You just get to a lower level of yellow unless okay. there's a no hands yeah. rest. And then I normally stay until I'm green. Yeah. So let's talk about green a little bit. Green huh? is the aerobic zone where yep. your blood That's a big is, range too, you know? Well, it can be. Yeah, it can be. Yep. And kind of the goal of endurance part of endurance training yep. is expanding that green zone 100%. making it bigger making yep. it so that 510 used to be your green zone and eventually you want 511 to be that green zone 512 yep. to be that green zone yep. if you're it would even start at you know like five six sure, sure, know, sure. where you're just like able to hang on anything whether it's slab or yeah you know whatever you hang on slab Hanging. <laughs> I stand uh, on slab. When I was a little... Hanging on, it's harder. Yeah, definitely. That's a weird campusing slab. Great. That's why your chest is all scraped up. It's great endurance training. Um, when I was a little kid, me and my buddy Christian would traverse like the tower, this tower feature at our gym, and we would, we would say, you know, whoever falls off first has to buy the other one a cliff bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just... Should you have know, picked like whatever. a donut or something. Yeah, sure. Cliff bars back then were nasty. We didn't have money either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so we would we would be on there for an hour, and it was, the climbing was super easy, and there's rest, and yep. we would just like 
kick it as little kids, you know, but, uh, or ninja warrior each other off, mm -hmm. throwing kicks and stuff. Um, but that was, that was like the first taste of like green, green, you know, where you're just like, you're climbing for a while, but you're comfortable and you're yep. chilling. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were, if you were getting to the point where you're falling off, and getting pumped and falling off, you're going way past the Correct. green. You're in going those way past there. Too. But uh, like, but over time, you just got over time. Yeah, able to definitely. Stay on the wall over longer. time, you know, you would you would you would make it 15 minutes, and then 30, and then an hour, and then we would both, you know, look at each other and say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna be here all day, so we're gonna step off at the same time." And then, you know, we try to trick each other, get the other one to step off first. Mm -hmm. So there's <laughs> there's kind of a popular. What I think is a misconception yeah. in endurance training that if you go to the point of failure because of pump, then you've ruined any aerobic adaptation you're going to get because you've gone too far. And what you're saying is you would traverse to failure and somehow you were able to stay on longer the next time and longer the next time and longer the next time. Yeah. I mean, we were kids, kids, you know, so even at that point failure might not have been failure or it was, or, you know, we were just goofing off, yep. but t spending that amount of time on the wall, especially with somebody else just made it easier to like keep pushing how long we were on the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, that's the common the same, sense yeah. way to approach it. And same I've seen that work over and over and yeah. over and over and with I, hundreds of people. Yeah. My biggest breakthroughs came, you know, when I got out of school and I lived in the red and I just lived at the undertow and the madness cave. And there I would get savagely pumped on a route and, and, you know, a couple of tries I would do it and then I'd move on to the next one and then get savagely pumped on that and then do it and move on to the next one. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. and I do think there is some value in like, arc style training something like that that's more aerobic where you're staying below this yeah below kind of a moderate pump um the idea behind it is to increase pressure on the capillary walls build a more dense network of capillaries yep. that can carry oxygen yep. so that you're increasing your ability to move blood move oxygen correct um, which is why you have the, the pipes that you have, you know, your forearms are, <laughs> are Instagram famous. Maybe, maybe and, genetics play part too. Maybe, but you've built this network of capillaries in your forearms. You've, you've built the ability to carry all that blood. Big bang. And so I do think there is some value in arc style training, totally. but I don't think it's as black and white as coaches, trainers today are making it out to be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that there's a level of that that's really important um, for what you're talking about within within our muscles, within our blood, um, how things travel, but then also just spending time on the wall and yep. becoming comfortable is really important. Exactly. You know, and being comfortable when you're fatigued is like, being comfortable at all levels of wherever you're climbing at is super important. And then just having an mm. understanding of like, what what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Like, you know, I would never tell somebody to get on the wall for three hours because you're never going to do that, you know, unless you're, I mean, big, more, like. Yeah, be more specific. Whatever, yeah, exactly. You, 
you know, for specific goals, you just do the specific things, in my yep. opinion. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head and, yeah. with the get comfortable. If you take two people, let's look at J-Star versus new climber in the gym. This is his third day in and he's really psyched on training and wants to get stronger. Big difference between those two. <laughs> yeah, big difference. <laughs> and if J-Star does some aerobic style training he can push to the point where he could fall off just because of pump because he's extra comfortable being pumped he can manage it really well he can climb through it really really well yep this guy over here who has never been really pumped as soon as he gets pumped his technique goes to shit he falls off if he doesn't just step off the wall yeah. Because of the discomfort. So he never gets to that level that he needs to be Well, at. you can hurt yourself too, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I think a big part of like arcing and things like that, of getting comfortable and focusing on technique when you are tired, is super important. Yeah, but I also think you have to push into that really fatigued, really pumped zone totally. to understand how to climb in it. Totally. And if you never get there, if all you're ever doing is arcing at a low level... Yeah. You can go out and the minute you get pumped, you're going to fucking fall off yeah. because you've never been there before. I've done everything with pyramid. Um, I've done everything by building bases, by doing what's what's before the next thing, yeah. you know, by grades, by, you know, time on the wall, by moves on the wall. Um, I've built a base of like climbing every, you know, everything and for my sport climbing and, um, you know, I think that you can't go from arcing to getting savagely pumped in 60 moves. You know, those are massively different things mm-hmm. and you're missing a lot in between there. Um, you know, it'd be like trying to do 12A to 13A, you know, like maybe you can, but there's a big chance that things go wrong or you get hurt or every, you know, your technique goes downhill or whatever it is. So I think there's room for all of those things that you're talking about, but there's a there's middle ground too, you know. There's mm-hmm. a difference between arcing and getting savagely pumped, and there's a lot in between that too. Do you have a favorite way that you move people who who you're working with, who you're coaching from that I've never really been pumped or I've only gotten pumped on accident and I don't really understand how to be in that zone mm-hmm. into getting comfortable in an upper yellow zone um yeah so i mean i think a lot of that for me is building based on time or based on moves is how i would recommend people i've I've always recommended people do that so you know if you have uh like a circuit board or something like that increasing the amount of time that you spend on it and you know like maybe start by doing five minutes where you're not pumped and then doing six minutes and you're starting to feel a little bit more do seven minutes but then maybe back it down to five minutes and do harder climbing Mm -hmm. you know so like i try to get people to you know build up to being on the wall for 10 minutes where it's really easy but you can't forget about doing two minutes where it's more difficult yeah um so finding both ends of that kind of spectrum i'd say is really really important um you know i don't want you to just be moving for 10 minutes um, cause that might not help you on your route. Um, but moving for two minutes, that's really hard might not help you in sending a 120 foot route either. Right. So 
you know, going back to just what I said, is just like there's a lot of middle ground. Um, a lot of times for me, it's you know thinking about what you need, um, working on your strengths, but also also working on your weaknesses. Yeah. So you you talk a lot about being moves, specific yeah. in your endurance. Yeah. So let's say you've got this goal route that's 40 moves. Yep. Do you see benefit in that person training at 60 to 80 moves and also at 10 to 15 moves or should they only stay in that 40 move zone? Um, I think that the meat of it should be in the 40, um, you know, train for what you want to do, but then there's, there's room on both sides of that as well. So yes, you shouldn't miss 20 moves um, because that's going to give you the power endurance to um, a lot of times in the red, at least go from rest to rest. Um, a lot of times, you know, 40 to 60 moves is really important because uh, that's going to get you from, you know, checkpoint to checkpoint um, or less than that. Even, you know, 20 moves is a checkpoint to checkpoint. A lot of times the routes in the red are 60 moves. You break that into three sections. You need to be able to do 20 hard moves, recover. And in that recovery time, that's where being on the wall for 10 minutes comes in. Um, yeah, so, and I would say looking at somebody's like, it does. Oh. And I would say looking at somebody's long-term development, you know, as a coach, I, I see lots of people who have a goal route, but they're also interested in just becoming a better climber. Yep over years and years and I get to work with them for that time. So I would say I agree with you. However, I would urge people not to fall in the trap of always being super specific to the route they want to do at that time. 100%. Yeah. Train on either end and in the middle. And then when you have that big goal and you're closing in on it, get more and more specific to that goal. Yeah. hundred percent. And a lot of times like, your goal is your training. Like when you get out to your route, like you're, you're that, that's part of your training. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of doing that. So, you know, if I was climbing on Southern smoke and doing 60 power endurance moves, like if I went into the gym every day and did 60 power endurance moves, I'd be, I'd be so in a hole because yep. I'd just be beating the same systems over and over yep. and over again. Totally. I would be doing the same exact thing and I would just be tired all the time. Yep. So you have to like, Consider the time you spend outside or time on projects as part of that that training as well in a way Um, and focus on the other things, um, you know, so that not the same thing is getting tired. Yeah. And to know that you have to have put in quite a bit of volume over quite a bit of time so that you can build the awareness to understand while you're climbing on Southern Smoke, you might be pumping off but you have the experience and the awareness to understand that it's because these moves down here at, you know, yep. bolt four were hard for me. Yep. And if they weren't quite as hard, if I could gain a little power, yep. not have to work as hard for those moves, then I'll save some, totally. some energy totally. for move 40 yep. where I'm pumping off. And that's like, you know, where, when I have a project, I'll spend time in the gym bouldering and getting my power up because I want those moves to feel easier. But then I also have, I'm also climbing on the project and getting pumped and then climbing on other things, little side projects or mini projects or, you know, it's nice to go out at the beginning of the season and clip chains on a route or two or three. Yeah, build some momentum. That's, you know, that's endurance as well. Whenever you send a route and you get the chains pumped, you know, that's like a 
that's a that's a great setup for whatever you want to do next. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Can you climb in the red zone or in the red light area? How are is it mm. automatic failure when you get there or No. Can I don't think you, so. Can you learn to climb in that zone? I think you can. Um but it's it's a rare thing and a lot of times I think <clears> that feels like we pulled something out of out of our ass, you know? Yeah. Like and everyone has that story yeah. where it's just like don't know how I got there. Like everything kind of went black. Uh but somehow I got to the jug and you know, I got to that no hands or I got to that knee bar and I was able to calm down um enough to like, you know, whether calm down to just finish it out or maybe I got now I'm at the anchors, you know? Yeah. Um it doesn't happen often, but it's a good feeling when you get through. Yeah, and I think you have to give yourself that chance to 100%. know how to do it, you know. You and I have both experienced these yep. moments on route where you're you're in the red, not the Red River Gorge, you're redlining. Yeah. And <laughs> you well, you are in the Red River Gorge <laughs> yeah. and you're redlining. And called the red. That's and you fine. think you're going to fall off. Uh huh. But you know, because you've trained it, because you've practiced it on other routes, on other projects, that if you just commit to making the next few moves, you might just stick yep. and you might get to that jug. Yep. And, and I've had and that And then battle. you've got enough to bring it back down slightly into the yellow yep. and finish the route. It's checkpointing. You know, it's about knowing, knowing what's ahead of you, being confident in what's ahead of you. If you watch any video of me, you know, I'll get to rest and I'll recover. And as soon as, as you know, you flip that switch where it's like being chilling and being comfortable. And a lot of times before I'm even making a move, I'm firing myself up, whether it's a yep. little grunt or a yell or, you know, it's go time. Once you, and that's really hard. That can be hard to switch modes like that. But then, mm -hmm. then, you know, you're fighting, um, you know, and the mental aspect of that is so close to the physical, um, I remember getting through the the main crux of Zulu um, in Rifle and getting to like the red point crux and there's like a slopey jug. You're at the second to last bolt and I got there for the first time and a lot of people fall on that, that next section. It's quite hard. And as soon as I got there, I was like, I'm too pumped to do this. Right. And I think we talked about this last summer actually. Um, and that's like, you know, you know, having those negative con conversations with yourself takes you completely out of the game. And I had to sit there for a minute and just be like, all right, no, like you're going to just chill here and shake out. Um, whether you recover enough to climb this section or you don't and you're just shaking out to shake out, that's going to help you prepare for the next time you're here. Yep. You know, so that's something I encourage a lot of people is, you know, even if you don't think you're going to make the next section, don't take, just try to shake out, try to recover, see what you can get back. If it, if you start going back down, you know, if you're getting more pumped, then take off and try, you know. But if you don't put yourself in that situation physically and mentally, then you're not going to overcome it either. Yeah, totally. And yeah. that, I mean, that's the basis of all learning is if you don't put yourself in the situation, you're never going to learn it. Yeah. Period. Period. You know. So yeah. I, I hear a lot of people who are either new to sport climbing or new to training, especially they'll, they'll send their first 12 a 
they'll start training, they'll train for a season, then they go out to their project and they're like, I tried this 12C today and I got really pumped. The training didn't work. And I'm like, A. You're crazy. Pumped has nothing to do with whether the training works. You're going to get pumped. Yeah. You know, you were trying a route that's harder than you've ever tried and you got pumped. Yep. There's a massive transition period with every single trip that I've ever had. Um, Other people transition really fast. They can go from, you know, their training indoors and performing outside really quickly. Buddy Eric does a great job of that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't (laughs) as well. I need some time to like learn the route I want to do, practice it, you know, memorize it. Yeah. And uh, you understand that you're still going to get pumped. Still going to get fatigued. Always. When you're climbing long, hard. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like something that you're doing on your first or second try, like even then, even then you're going to get, you most likely will get quite tired Mm -hmm. if it's a physical, you know, power endurance, endurance route, you know, like you're going to get pumped yeah fatigued. yeah so and i encourage people to do that too like don't just get in the project mindset because then you know you're you miss out on flashing and on sighting is something that i've missed a lot especially growing up in the red i've tried those routes yep. you know a bunch of times i've done them or whatever and you know that fight on your first try is really really good for you yeah um it's something you see all the pros do mm-hmm. they all all have impressive or at some point go on a flashing trip or on-site trip and just like being able to push through when you're tired and don't know what to do can really help you push through when you do know what to do. Yep, for sure, for sure. You've multiple times talked about recovery. And Mm -hmm. you and I both believe that that's a massively important part of of endurance climbing, knowing how to recover. Yeah. When you were kind of coming up in the red and, you know, you see people camping at rests in the red all the time. Yeah. When you first tried to stop and shake out, was that a different experience than it is now for you shaking out? It's, uh, it's, (laughs) it's gone the opposite (laughs) way actually. (laughs) Um, when I was a kid, I climbed so slow. Yeah. So, so slow. When I was 40, I climbed so slow. Yeah. Um, I'm the opposite (laughs) I'd say now. Yeah. I mean, I just like grew up, I mean, because of, I think that time where we were just traversing in the gym and I was climbing every day and, you know, I just learned that I could maintain and stay yellow for a long time. Um, if I just kind of like shook out and chilled out and, you know, went through a bag of chalk for 30 feet, um, you know, ask Lee, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I climbed so slow. And then recent, more recently in the last couple of years, I've learned, you know, time on the wall, time under tension is like real. And as I get into harder routes, like I can't stop and shake out as much, you know, mm-hmm. there are a bunch of routes where I needed to climb them fast. And so. I, I had dedicated practice to climbing faster. Um, and that was like, you know, you clean a route and you're like back leading in a way or free snaking and just like climbing it as fast as possible. Um, things like, like actual practice of doing that made me be able to climb faster now, um, more efficiently. Um, so yeah, as a kid, it just became, it was just natural for me to shake out. But I do know a lot of people who, struggle with like stopping and relaxing and chilling out and then knowing when to go. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a difficult thing to learn. 
Um, it's something that takes so much practice. And even sometimes now, like last fall, I was sending pure imagination and I was about to leave the rest. And I was like, am I really, am I ready? I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready yet. Like, Mm -hmm. should I go? And a lot of times that's just nerves, you know, we're just anxious. Um, but yeah, now, I mean, now it's just like, get to a spot you're comfortable being and, and try to calm everything down and just chill out, breath down heart rate down you know and your you first time to... doing it you may not get a ton back no you, know? you watch you watch experienced climbers especially endurance climbers get to yep. a rest they shake out two minutes later they start moving again and it looks like they were never pumped yep or or you feel great at a rest and then you make two moves in your thrashed you, yeah exactly yeah, it can go it can go millions of ways you know yeah but you have to again practice that yep. put yourself in those situations i see a lot of people pumped and they you know they know that they can't make it to the next bolt so they just take yep and that's fine especially if you're learning a route you know if you're just going bolt to bolt to figure it out but then as you're starting to like kind of get into it and trying to red point i really encourage people like even if you are going to take just try to shake out for a minute you yep. know shake out for a little <laughs> bit and just see if you can find a comfortable spot and that's something i've done in clinics and things like that is like just go find go get on the wall and and be comfortable yep. like be in comfortable positions mm-hmm. learn just to like just to slow your heart rate down and be in a spot where you can say i'm gonna like i'm just gonna be here for a minute you know yeah whether i get anything back or not whether i move after that or not whether i take after that or not just like putting yourself in that situation is really important yeah. And I think in those early days, be patient with it. Yep. You know, if if you get to the stance and you shake out for 30 seconds and you're like, I'm not getting anything back, you know, you're still at a stance. Yep. So if you can stay there, stay there and yep. see what happens, yep. you know, be patient with it. I've had a lot of people who want to get better at recovering and then they'll get to a jug, they'll shake out for 30 seconds and they're like, I'm not getting anything back. I got to go. Yep. And I'm like, you've been there 30 seconds. Let's, let's stay there for five minutes. See what happens. Yep. You know, yep. maybe that's too long. Maybe it's not, Yep. but you don't know until you've tried it. Yeah. So exactly. I'll put a timer on people and say, how long have you been there? Uh, it's gotta be five minutes. Like, <laughs> no, you've been there 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So learn to be patient. Yeah. And check in with yourself, you know, check in with what's happening, you know, how you feel, are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you, you know, are you breathing really heavily? Can you slow your heart rate? You know, are you putting chalk on your hands? You yep. know, things like that. Do you have little tips and tricks that you do when you're at rests yeah. to make them more effective for uh, you? If I'm on a jug that I'm like comfortable on, you know, first of all, I like to clip, like clipping up is something that people don't really talk about, but mm-hmm. like clip up, you know, even if it means go up a move or two and clip like that way, when you leave the rest, you're okay. That's yep. where I would start. Um, clip up, come back down to the jug. Yeah. Shake out some more. Shake out. Yep. You leave the jug, now you don't have to worry about that clip. Yep. Um, I sometimes will close my eyes um, if it's a good spot. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, shake my arms a little bit, not aggressively. I'm not trying to, like, get too amped up or anything. I'm trying to calm everything down. You know, I'll play some songs in my head. I'll sing. You know, distractions can be important. My friend Margarita will, 
you know, ask somebody to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll like talk to somebody on the ground, um, or just ask somebody to tell her something, you know, tell me a story. Um, you know, little conversations with myself, little mantras, little pep talks, um, you know, try hard, have fun is kind of like a, a major mantra or just like kind of give it, give it your all or kind of things like that. Um, yeah. Shake it off by Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's a, that's a joke. Um, I don't know that song, but yeah. I think there's something like shake, shake, <laughs> shake it off. Shake, shake. I can't do that. This is your, <clears throat> this is your debut. <laughs> yeah, and Ghostface Killer Man. Uh, let's switch sides there for a sec. Um, yeah, something. there's just a lot, you know. I mean, a lot, a lot of that's just practice. I, I try to have little things in my head. Um, um, but a lot of times it's just like calm down. I'll put my, my hand on my chest and feel my heart rate. Not you both know. hands though. Don't do that. Don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a lot of times I'll, this is something I tell everybody, um, I'm going to start paying for this. No, I'm joking. Um, everybody wants to, and myself included, wants to leave a rest before you're ready. Yeah. You know, like you rush and it's because we're impatient. Yeah. Uh, we're so impatient just as like human beings, you know? We're like always racing to get places um, in our daily lives and when we're climbing, you know, it's like not a race. It's not like, you know, I'm not like my Belair doesn't care how long I sit in this no hands or how long I shake out in this drug. You know, like people leave. I see it in no hands rest all the time and it drives me insane because mm-hmm. people will sit there for one minute when you've been on the wall for five minutes flamed, you're not recovered, you know, and then they're leaving and so yeah. when I coach or even with myself, um, whenever I'm ready to go, I wait another minute. Um, and that's just my way of being, you know, like my, my head is normally ready to go before my body is. Yep. Um, and, and that gives me like a little bit more time to just kind of calm down, give myself a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I, I mean, was... really, I don't th- like set timers, like in no hands rest, set timers, like make yourself rest that long. Yep. You know? Yeah. I was at drive by with Daniel Woods and Greg Kersner. Yeah. And if you look on Daniel's eight a on his supercharger comments, he says something like Greg Kersner still listens to blink One Eighty Two or something <laughs> like that. And that's because Greg had an iPod up on the ledge yeah. with a playlist on it. Yeah. It was a timed rest oh, to cool. force him to sit there long enough. Yeah. And he would just listen to that whole playlist and then he was ready to go. And Daniel oh. did the same thing. He yeah. listened to Greg's playlist, apparently Blink-182, probably Taylor Swift too. Yeah. And For sure Greg's listening And then to did the route. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just made those playlists for, you know, for endurance climbing, but I yep. could definitely, you could use those for, uh, for resting too. Yeah. No like, hands rests. Yeah. Spotify timers. Yeah, exactly. Put a little Drake on there. Yeah, I was also going to say that... Soothe, soothe your soul. Drake does not soothe my soul. Yeah, he does. Some Drake does, not, okay. not most Drake. You and though. your feelings? <laughs> Only when I'm in my feelings <laughs> does Drake soothe my soul. I don't even have much of a soul left, so it's tough. I've, I don't believe that but for a second. Speaking of souls, um, mm. if anyone out hey, there... Can which, I interrupt this whole conversation for a moment to yeah. tell you a rap bar that I really like? Yeah. Joey Badass has a line where he says... Uh, he says, uh, how do you listen to Joey Badass and mumble rap at the same time? Chill, man. Chill. Just um, saying. I listen uh, cause I, 
because there's a time and place for everything. <laughs> the mumble rap <laughs> on full blast in your car, there ain't nothing like that. It's tight, man. Just like the beat. You know, you're listening to it for the beat. I'm cutting this part out of the podcast. Okay. Joey, <laughs> Joey has a line that says, um, uh, traded, I traded, uh, I traded my Nikes for a new mic. Guess you could say he traded his souls for a new life. Bars. Yeah. It would have been more bars if you had just remembered it instead of Sorry. having to fight for it. I thought about it for a while. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, I can't remember. I, I just didn't want to get it wrong. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Gotcha. You yeah. got it right. So the double on time. Does it say Nikes for a new mic or Nikes 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 for a new mic? Yeah, Nikes for a new mic. Should have said Nikes. Yeah, but I mean Nikes for a new mic because you could say he traded his souls for a new life. Just saying. Soul? Souls? I gotcha. (sighs) Jesus. I gotcha. That's like red line, red light. It's dirty. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's like ICU in the ICU. (laughs) It's a bar. All right, all right, enough enough bar talk okay sorry so if anybody has climbed jesus wept which i know a lot i got sick of listening so i started making classics that's horrible actually really you don't like that yeah that's no good classic classics oh my god that's no good (laughs) that's no good that bores me so when i'm at a rest i i don't like look around talk to people I go into like a smaller little world. Yeah. No, I'm personally me too. <laughs> yeah. Other I, people I like zone yeah. in super detailed to the rock. Yep. And if you've climbed Jesus Wept at the midway rest, like the big yeah. rest. Yeah, I know it. There's a With little the chain draw. There's a little tiny mono, like yep. pinky size mono that's got chalk on it now. Yep. Last time I climbed the route, it had chalk all over it. Yep. And that never had chalk on it until I was Actually, my project was to up and down climb Jesus Wept, so I was stopping at that Asshole. jug. And why was my that little, just because I was at that crag with other people and okay. running out of things to do. Yep. And NBD. And so I zeroed in on that little mono and like played around with it, put chalk on it, and now it's got a bunch of chalk on it from yep. other people touching it while they're, while they're at the rest. Yeah. And I do that a lot. I just zone in and. To what's nearby. Yeah, little things. Yeah. Totally. Get out of your head. Stop thinking about how you're pumped. Yeah. Whatever. And a lot of time, I mean, for me too, like I'm thinking about what I, what's ahead. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Like rests are really, really important for, you know, I'm going to think about and I'm going to visualize what's right in front of me so that, you know, when I leave, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where my feet are going, where my hands are going, and I'm going to execute yeah, you know, I and spent a little up, bit of time about that. That brings up a really good point and a good tactic for endurance climbs is to when you're doing big links, to do them when you're really pumped. Because you know, take Transworld for example. Yep. I knew I could do that mantle boulder up high, yep. really pumped, because I'd done it really pumped. Even yep. though you're leaving the rest. Yep. Instead of just thinking, oh, I'm going to be fresh when I get there or when I leave the rest, I'm going to be fine. Instead, I said, I'm going to do this really pumped because if I get to this rest one day and and starting to feel like I'm not getting as much back as I want, I want to know that I can do this next section pumped. Totally, totally. You know, so put yourself in that situation. Just for confidence, you know, as well, like being being confident in what you're going to do. 
knowing that I've done this thing pumped before is huge for, for following through. Yep. Yeah. So if you, if you fall off, don't, don't just assume that every single time you're trying to make a link, you should rest until you're fresh and then make the link fresh. Sometimes it's better to just make the links pumped. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing with one hanging is like, you know, you can one hang where you rest for 10 minutes but then if you can back that time down at the same, you know, the same one hang spot, you know, then, then it's going to really help, you know, cause you're still carrying that fatigue, that pump. Yeah. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you and I have been building some things since, since you've been here injured, you grabbed a, grabbed a pocket, came to lander unprepared, grabbed a pocket, hurt yourself. Now you're on the couch. Still sent. And still sent, yeah. Didn't, didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to do. And um, so we've been building this eight-week yeah. online so group it. training Red yeah. River plan. It's really cool. And in the plan, you and I are going to be available in a group chat. Coach um, mode. You've got beta for every damn near every rock climb in the red, and I've got better beta for a lot of them. And That's fine. <laughs> And, and we'll be in there kind of coaching people through how to yep. climb better pumped, you know, how to practice that, what they should be expecting in their sessions. And they get a week, week by week, new yep. set of workouts to do that builds on the previous week's workouts. Yeah. It was really cool for me to like, you know, this is the first time I've got to really, you know, really work in the app and see the app and see how it all works. And see all the work you put into everything and it's been really really cool and exciting you know it's like so spelt out like so um you know it's so easy to show up um and just have your workouts in front of you and have you know this um these little like bits of motivation or know that there's like you know that there's going to be these 25 other people doing the same thing that you're doing too um and and endurance is so scalable that it's like it's cool that we can create and work on this thing that um that's going to help a lot of people i think with their endurance um, yeah anybody just, from you know yep. five ten ish yeah. or even a little below that up to yeah you know, i think endurance 13. it's really hard to keep pushing and keep doing more and more i think it's a lot of people get complacent and it's uncomfortable to keep pushing through and you know go from five to seven to ten to fifteen minutes or whatever like but to have that workout and you know, accountability, um, is important, you know, it's cool. It's really cool. I felt, I felt like honored that we could work on it together and, you know, get to see it. See yeah. It all it, unfold. I think it's come together in a really cool way and I'm, I'm excited to get the plan out there. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna run it currently. We're thinking twice a year. Yep. Um, we're going to time it so that it's, that it's hitting the historical, recent historical anyway seasons for the red so yep. that you're prepared for the spring you're prepared for the fall yep um whether that's road trip or whatever or yeah. if you're local um and like yeah, you said great. there's going to be 25 maybe more in the future other people yep. doing it at the same time and you can share motivation in the group chat and hopefully meet up at the crag and yep you know be able to climb together community-based things community-based training i think it's really um it's exciting it's really exciting, you know, it's yeah. cool to, 
happy to work with people. And all those people know that they need to be patient belayers because at this point they know what endurance is all about. It so takes time. That's helpful to have. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Patience is key. Yeah, and people can find that on the internet at uh, powercompanyclimbing.com slash pump prep, all one word. That's P-U-M-P-P-R-E-P. Pump prep. Pump prep. Pump prep program. And they can sign up for it there. Uh, immediately when you sign up, you get you get a kind of a pre-pump prep program. Um, that was good. Did you hear that? <laughs> you did it well. <laughs> I can't do it. Pre-pump prep program. That was good. Planned, I, planned pre-pump prep program. Planned pre-pump prep program. <laughs> Pro prep, prum, prum, prum. So you'll get that immediately, and then you'll have that until the plan starts. This first session is going to start on August 19th. Yep. So we're putting it out. It should. By the time you guys hear this, it should be out there on the internet. You can go check it out. Um, you can also find Drew Mac on the internet. What's your website? You got a new website. Yeah, I do. DrewMacClimbs.com. DrewMacClimbs.com. Yeah, D-R-U-M-A-C-K. Not D-R-E-W. Not D-R-E-W. You get, you get angry at that. I've heard you blast that multiple times in the last it's few days. Like twice? Once or twice? <laughs> twice is multiple. Twice is multiple. If you're looking at my Instagram handle and sending me a message... Uh, and you spelled it E-W. And you spelled it wrong. You have no excuse. Yeah. But you, people spell your name wrong all the time. Yeah. C-H. I just don't even notice it anymore. No? You don't care? Nah, I don't care. Really? Yeah. But you are DrewMacClimbs.com. You're also DrewMac5 on the Instagrams. Yep. Yeah. And you can find us at PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Find the program at PowerCompanyClimbing.com slash pump prep. And we are at Power Company Climbing on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Pinterest. Are you on Pinterest? No. Damn. I heard about it. Yeah, no, I just had a conversation with somebody about it the other day. So See? Maybe I will. People are checking for you on Pinterest. Yeah. What about Twitter? Are they you checking can find for you me on, on Venmo. Go find my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm Andrew Mack on there. Andrew Mack on the Twitter or on the Venmo? <laughs> on the Venmo. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Drew Mack has no Twitters, and neither do we, because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.